The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. So we're going to finally get into the ruse that is the COVID vaccine. Truth be known, the reason why I haven't delved too far into it is because I just haven't had the time to really pick apart all these medical journals and these peer reviews that are uh, scientific and what have you back in, you know, about a year ago when they started coming out. I didn't know where to get them. Uh, most of the time I had heard them from people who had the time to spend on it. You know, I'm, I'm not paid to do this podcast, so I do whatever I can to debunk whatever I can in the time that I have. But it was always one of these things where the moment I started really trying to drill down on a subject, it would just get to a point where I'm just going, man, somebody else can explain this a heck of a lot better than I can. And I would have to pick other battles. But now is the time because it's blowing up in everyone's face. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. First, we have to look at the ruse because the left operates on fear. They operate, operate on lies and they operate on gaslighting. And this article from Vice is probably the most gaslit thing I've ever heard. Almost twice as many Republicans died from COVID before the midterms than Democrats. This is from Vice. COVID-19 is killing more Republicans than Democrats, according to a new study from the National Bureau of Economic Research. You might go, who are they? Well, apparently it was founded by a telephone executive and also I think the guy was from AT&T and what they deemed a socialist economist. So they could kind of tell you that the Bureau of Economic Research ain't really all that research. Now, the study titled Excess Death Rates for Republicans and Democrats During the COVID-19 Pandemic used voter registration and death records to answer a question. Is there a link between political affiliation and rates of COVID-related death in the United States? The short answer is yes. Quote, in 2018 and in the early parts of 2020, excess death rates for Republicans and Democrats are similar and centered around zero. The study said both groups experienced a similar large spike in excess deaths in the winter of 2020 and 2021. However, in the summer of 2021, the vaccines were widely available. The Republican excess death rate rose to nearly double that of Democrats. And this widened the gap further in the winter of 2021. The study attributes this to the vaccine uptake disparity between Republicans and Democrats, which has been widely documented as more Republicans refuse to take the vaccine. The most vocal anti-vax voices were Republican politicians and some conservative news outlets. Quote, the gap in the excess death rates from uh, between Republicans and Democrats is concentrated in counties with low vaccination rates and only materializes after uh, vaccines became widely available, the study notes. Is it possible that anti-vax Republicans dying from COVID affected the midterms? Quote, if Republicans are dying in increased numbers relative to their Democratic, uh, Democrat colleagues in the political climate, where there are so many close electoral contests, could that have been the decider in this particular race? Jason L. Schwartz, an associate professor of health policy at the School of Public Health at Yale, 
And one of the authors of the study told Motherboard, our study can't answer that, but it certainly seems plausible given how stark the differences in vaccination rates have been among Democrats and Republicans. Um, this thing is just so ridiculous. How about this? This is actually from the article. Philip Bump. <laughs> Philip Bump. That clown at the Washington Post looked at the same data and posits that COVID deaths did not affect the midterms and suggests that even asking the question is a, quote, gross effort to score political points. So at least he got that right. However, with so many House races too close to call and voting margins razor thin in many important races, it is worth trying to understand that if COVID-19 and the vaccination rates had any effect on the races. Now, you remember the last podcast I did, we broke open the fact that the red wave statistically wasn't able to happen. Now we got wins. We're happy with the wins we got. But that wasn't the case. It wouldn't have been the case. Just the races, the states in which they're in, the counties in which they're in, just wouldn't facilitate that unless it was just completely over the top. Quote, the pandemic isn't over. The vaccines have stopped a lot of people from getting COVID, but vaccine rates in the red parts of the U.S. are still low. Um, That's a lie. But let's hear them lie straight to your face. Here's Rochelle Lewinsky originally talking about the vaccines. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Oh, so you can't get it. You're immunized, right? Because that's what a vaccination does, right? Vaccination, you take it. You're now immunized from the disease. That's why you get the, you know, chicken pox shot, measles, rubella, polio. Um, hmm. Weird thing kind of happened. Some people that got the vaccine also got the virus. But according to our president, Mr. You know, lunch bucket corn pop, uh, dementia-ridden Joe Biden in chief, um, he seems to think, maybe along with his classified documents, that it's the uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated that's causing all of this, uh, all of these problems. Listen to him. What's your message to platforms like Facebook? They're killing people. I mean, it really, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. So your own president was lying to you. I mean, it's amazing. What we live through is unbelievable. From Fauci to even our president, they both got COVID multiple times and both were vaccinated. And Fauci even had what they called the breakthrough rebounds. And that's because he was taking Paxlovid, which was what we jokingly called the Pfizer-Mectin. They repurposed an ivermectin style drug and that drug actually causes blood clots just like the vaccines but fauci took it and they usually uh result in where it looks as though you have covid covid starts going away and magically it comes back voila (laughs) so uh yeah so they lied tons of politicians got covid After taking the vaccine, Hollywood stars and every single one of them got on Twitter, got on social media and said, but I'm grateful for taking the vaccine because it would have been worse. You don't remember that? That running joke. So grateful I took the vaccine because it could have been a lot worse, even though you don't know what worse would have been. You didn't have that kind of, uh, you know, foresight 
Then you have people who finally come to grips with the fact that, oh, yeah, we are getting it, but you should take it anyways. Like Dr. Kate O'Brien from the World Health Organization up there talking about how vaccines are effective, even though they don't really keep you from infection. Vaccines that we have to protect COVID-19 are really effective. They're highly effective at preventing severe disease and death, um, though they are less effective at stopping people from getting infected um, or from transmitting to somebody else. But maximizing this effectiveness against hospitalization, severe disease and death really does rely on people taking um, all of the recommended doses. And that's particularly important for people who are in high priority groups. So we really want to emphasize that our advice to the public remains that the benefits of COVID-19 vaccination greatly outweigh the potential risk. This is based on evidence. So, yeah, um, they're safe and effective when they're not effective, and they sure as hell ain't safe. So here's an explanation as to why you would still contract coronavirus even after taking these vaccines. So I come with receipts. Because everything that the left is telling you, oh, it's misinformation, these people are lying to you, they're taking facts out of, out of context, it's all good. You know, it's like, they're almost like Saddam Hussein on South Park. Hey, hey guy, relax, guy, look over there, you know, just take the vaccine, look over there. You know, don't, don't really question it. Relax, guy. So, uh, from a, a peer-reviewed study... Profound immune escape by SARS-CoV-2 XBB1, even after four vaccine doses. So this variant avoided four doses. In the present study, researchers reported the efficacy with which the, uh, or the efficiency with which the SARS-CoV-2 XBB1 lineage can enter the host cell and evade antibody-mediated neutralization. So it's going to evade those vaccines completely. The study findings show that SARS-CoV-2 XBB1 lineage has an exceptionally robust antibody evasion activity. The researchers believe that the finding that XBB1 was not neutralized by MABS highlights the need for novel MABS for COVID-19 treatment along with additional therapeutic options for locations with high cases of XBB lineage infections. So, yeah, they're telling you, hey, keep getting boosted. Just get boosted and boosted and boosted and then maybe take some therapeutics. Maybe take some ivermectin horse dewormer, you freaking uh, frauds, or maybe some hydroxychloroquine, right? Maybe some bleach, inject bleach into your blood, whatever the case would be. They're just, they mocked all the stuff that we talked about which was a disinfectant using UV light that was shown to eradicate the disease. Um, They also bagged on the horse dewormer, which was ivermectin, even though there was studies that showed human ivermectin was effective and was a hell of a drug. Got all types of accolades, too. But let's go back to that article from Vice. That if you're a Republican, you're anti-vax, even though Kamala Harris and some of these others said if Trump was still president and they were pushing the vaccine, they wouldn't take them. But now that Biden's president, well, we can go ahead and take these things A-OK now, right? And it's just the Republicans that are anti-vax. Schwartz said that he and his colleagues wanted to look at something that hadn't been carefully studied before. Quote, could we actually drill down at the levels of individuals? 
in this case, the individual death rates and see whether or not politicization could be linked to mortality, he said. So far, it looks like there is a there really is a signal here, particularly linked to the availability of vaccines. Now, I think we could drill down to the level of the individual and see whether or not politicization could be linked to mortality. <laughs> and that mortality uh, is due to all of the genuflecting before Pfizer Almighty by the left, bowing and prostrate before the God of science. I mean, the level of gaslighting that occurred around the pandemic was incredible. So you wonder why that poor sap was driving alone in his car with the mask on by themselves, probably because they woke up to a COVID death hysteria in their newspapers when they were drinking their coffee in the morning. Then they turned on the TV and saw the host on Good Morning America sitting miles from each other at gigantic long desk, all wearing masks, while Al Roker, the same guy, the weather guy, who's recovering from his multiple blood clots, which is a symptom and an adverse side effect of the almighty jabs. Well, Al Roker was using this 30-foot boom mic and the boom mic stand to ask whether other socially distancing people in Times Square, how are they handling the pandemic? I mean, they're forced to sit at home after they turn off Good Morning America and zoom into work. You know, you got to work virtually while having the Amazon delivery service bring them their groceries. Most of the time, those delivery drivers are using personal vehicles. So I'm sure those items were completely protected. And then if you had to run out and get something, you had to go to Home Depot. You couldn't go to the neighborhood hardware store. And you had to make sure you walked up one aisle and down the other and not going against the grain. Don't go against the flow of traffic because you could cause all types of uh, super spreader events. So, you know, after they punched off the clock, got back from doing whatever running around they wanted to do and wanted to get a little R&R to take their minds off everything, they could sit through a NASCAR race that was basically audienceless. It's the giant video game with ads from Target and Walmart that basically kept saying, we're all in this together. They may have even watched their favorite football player collapse on the field during you know, the, the run-up to playoffs and have the fact that we can't see his face anymore or watch him play in another game, again, due to commotio corditis, or commotio cordis, which is basically what little kids get when they play baseball and they get beamed in the chest at a high rate of speed, jolting their heart out of rhythm um, because of their underdeveloped rib cage and, and chest. But, you know, this guy's an NFL football player, but we're just going to pretend that commotio cordis was the issue, which was extremely rare, more rare than any adverse side effects to the jab that was delivered to uh, DeMar Hamlin back in December 26 by his doctor. Um, but you don't have to worry about breaking into your church and praying for that to that wacky sky god to save any of them, you know. Uh, you don't have to worry about that because church would be closed and you can't go into worship, but you know, you can go to the strip club. They're fine with that. Just wear the mask. You know, don't you worry. They'll be fine because the man, both Al Roker and Damar Hamlin, they've got really good doctors. I mean, remember, we don't have the kind of medical resources that Al Roker, Damar Hamlin does. So we definitely want to be cautious about interacting with anyone in the public square again. And if you've gone to any medical facility lately, because, you know, you couldn't avoid that kind of socially distancing contact uh, from an airborne respiratory virus that even the most socially distanced individuals in the world, such as scientists in Antarctica, they couldn't avoid. Um, you probably noticed that it's like taking a time machine back to March 2020. You walk in, you're slathered in hand sanitizer, forced to put on masks and face shields. 
And then after that blood pressure spiking ordeal, you can hop across the street and walk into the neighborhood Chili's and have a beer and burger as if it was 2019. No mask, no hand sanitizer. As long, of course, as you weren't under 50 years old and, you know, on booster number eight where your heart would explode from all the myocarditis from your elevated heart rate. Um, You probably even had three former presidents tell you how important it is to be injected with some experimental substance that was only tested on eight mice, you know, and, and it's deemed safe and effective by the government bureaucratic organization that helped get the definition of vaccine and vaccination changed. So, you know, their favorite pharmaceutical companies can feel good about peddling their junk medical elixirs um, must be, you know, maybe a non-binary pansexual vaccination can now identify itself as providing immunity while you end up contracting COVID-19 for the 18th time. You know, the technical name for the bioweapon called the Wuhan coronavirus, which was probably named that way because of, you know, Asian racism. And that was responsible for the Monterey ballroom shooting that killed 10 Asians by a 72 year old Asian man you know, because of white supremacy and, and domestic terrorism. So we got rid of that pesky moniker. Um, we have to listen to these presidents gaslight us. Here's Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama, three presidents really concerned about your health, unless, of course, your health and you reside in the Middle East, where all three of them basically burn that place to the ground. Let's listen to their gaslighting. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Oh, thank you, almighty establishment swamp presidents. I want to listen to you and take this deadly vaccine because we need to be a good citizen. And in Australia, they're dealing with that, too. You know what? Shut up and take the vaccine. Why question it? Just be a good citizen. Project viewer, you will know that we are very pro-vaccination, pro-booster. Um, I think we were pretty surprised to see that result today. 57% of New Zealanders, according to this poll, keen for those unvaccinated nurses to come back. We need, we need the staff, but I... For one, I wouldn't want a family member being treated by an unvaccinated nurse. I'm the same. I'm sorry. I just want to know that my healthcare workers are vaccinated and that they're all in the same camp. Just for God's sake, get the jab, go back to work. (laughs) Take one for the team. (laughs) Every now and then we have to do something we don't want to do. But your country's calling. Get the jab. Go back. I don't care what your rationale is behind. Your country's saying we need you. So go and do something. It was like me fielding under the helmet. I didn't want to do it, but I did it for the good of the country. Right. Thanks, Did it work? Did you you win? Don't question it. Just be a good citizen. That's all. Just do your job as a citizen. Do it for the country because the country loves you, right? Country is just destroying your finances through inflation by throwing money all over the place. But let's just listen to them. Um, Now let's look at the CDC. They're looking into it because, huh? Well, golly, they found their cause in strokes. And we are just getting word of this now. Regarding the COVID vaccine, the CDC is now saying that there has been enough cases of people 
who have had the vaccine, received the vaccine, and then suffered a stroke. The agency will now be investigating any potential links between the shots and strokes in some of those patients. So the CDC is going to look into those strokes from the COVID vaccine, right? Same CDC that has Martha Stewart up there, samurai chopping up some crap and uh, basically telling you, you need to take the vaccine, right? So while we parlay about how we're killing ourselves at the altar of politics over COVID jabs, whether or not a red wave is coming or did the red wave become a red trickle because we didn't get vaccinated in the pandemic of the unvaccinated, which people were getting the virus while they're vaccinated. But um, the UK is watching an unexplainable rise in deaths while coronavirus levels are actually dropping to its lowest during its busiest season. This from the UK Daily Mail. Massive spike in excess death sparks calls for an urgent investigation. NHS crisis is blamed for nearly 3,000 more British uh, deaths than usual, dying each week. 3,000 a week. MPs have called for an urgent investigation into Britain's soaring uh, death rates as thousands more people than usual are dying each week. Some 17,381 deaths were registered in England and Wales in seven days from January 13th, 2,837 above average for the time of the year. This is the highest number of excess deaths since 3,429 in the week of February 12th, 2021, when the UK was experiencing its second wave of COVID-19 infections and vaccinations had only begun. But in the most recent week, now this is key, COVID-19 accounted for just 5% of the total, meaning other factors are likely driving the high level of mortality. Now, this is going to get interesting because when you hear what's driving the mortality, they don't—they never say what it is causing the mortality. It's all the stuff that's leading to it afterwards. It's the after effects. Health experts say this could include ambulance delays. Okay. Well, what happened that you needed an ambulance? Well, apparently something happened and a delay happened. Maybe you had commotio cordis. And you needed somebody on the spot to uh, give you CPR for 20 minutes on the field. Long waits in A&E, unmet need during the pandemic, and major backlogs for routine NHS care. Excess deaths, sometimes known as extra deaths, are the number of deaths that are above the average for the same period in previous years. This winter has seen a sharp spike in the figures with deaths 21% and 20% above average in the last two weeks of December, followed by 14% and 20% in the first two weeks of January. Real quick, can I just say, and I made this statement on the last podcast, and it's really just an assumption, just looking at the tea leaves and going, hmm, something seems odd here. Is it, is it odd that the most recent booster is the most deadliest? Everybody that has been dying, whether it's, you know, the died suddenly Hawaiian MMA uh, fighter that was 18 years old or the, uh, you know, the, the football player going to college, taking a little jog, dying in the street, 
Damar Hamlin getting his December 26th vaccine that had nothing to do. You know, his doctor said he checked out fine, had nothing to do with what happened on Monday Night Football. Um, they all stem from this last booster around Christmas time. People, they said there was, what, four or five people in England died on Christmas Day alone? Unexplained deaths. They just woke up, spouses woke up and their other halves were dead. Christmas Day. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you may not have had Santa come down the chimney, but guess what you didn't have is your other freaking half, right? Seems really bizarre to me. I'd love to research why this booster is the most deadliest. But anyways, going back to the article, excess deaths, sometimes known as extra deaths, are the number of deaths that are above the average for the same period in previous years. The winter has seen a sharp death. We went through that. She told the Commons, the chief medical officer recently warned that the current non-COVID excess deaths is being driven in part by patients not getting statins or blood pressure medicines during the pandemic. Well, when you look at the data on statins on overprescribing.net, which is based on monthly NHS prescribing, there appears not to be a drop. So that's ruled out. So where is the evidence? And if there isn't one, what is causing the excess deaths? Well, I have an idea. Will the minister commit to an urgent and thorough investigation on the matter? Ms. Caulfield replied, we are seeing an increase in excess deaths in this country, but we're also seeing that in Wales, in Scotland, in Northern Ireland, and across Europe. And there are a range of factors. Yeah, maybe it's all because they all had mandates to get this pseudoscientific garbage, right? Maybe it's because we were all supposed to get it. Let's take a look at Israel because Benjamin Netanyahu and Israel basically jabbed up like a freaking pincushion. I would love to see what the hell their numbers are looking like. And we know New Zealand ain't looking so hot. In fact, their their uh, prime minister just bowed out. She said, well, you know, it's too hard. It's just, I'm not in this fight anymore. It's too tough for me. I can't maintain the, the level of, you know, communist control that Xi Jinping requires of me in Australia, right? And now we have all of the actors pontificating. Now, Mr. Tom Hanks, Mr. I got COVID on day one, and the QAnon people blasted me every freaking day. Let's listen to him talk about mask and mask wearing and what you should do, scientifically speaking. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I simply do not get it. It is literally the least you can do. And if you want to, if anybody wants to build up an argument about doing the least they can do, I wouldn't trust them with a driver's license. I mean, when you drive a car, you got to obey speed speed uh, speed limits. You got to use your turn signal. You got to avoid hitting pedestrians. If you can't do those three things, then I get it. You shouldn't be driving a car. If you can't wear a mask and wash your hands and social distance, I, I don't understand. I I got no respect for you, man. Oh, okay. So it's like driving. Right? Because driving is a privilege, not a natural right. God did not give us the right to drive. God gave us the right to freely assemble, the right to petition the government, the right to bear arms, to protect ourselves, the right to free speech, the right to worship the one true living God. I can go down the list. 
right to due process, right to a speedy trial, and you know, January 6th, people are having an issue with that. The right to um, you know, ser- uh, legal search and seizure. But driving is not one of them. Driving's a privilege, and you get driver's licenses, and they can be revoked, and you know, we want to talk about whether or not you're uh, driving by the law and what have you. That doesn't determine your natural rights. But Gene Simmons from KISS decided to take this to a whole nother level. Um, if I wanted to see the KISS cruise in 2023, uh, I would go to the villages and go check out the KISS tribute cover band. Because, I mean, at this point, it doesn't freaking matter. They're old as dirt. You know, if you wanted to have a cruise, have one back in the 70s when you're rocking out God of Thunder and you're still relevant. But not now. Now you're up there. You've, you've peddled your action figures and your lunchboxes and your freaking kiss coffins. But now you want us to get inside the kiss coffin because of your uh, myocarditis from your kiss vaccine. Listen to Gene Simmons. Well, get over yourself. We're not concerned if you agree with it or not. We're concerned about you making us sick. So no. get your goddamn COVID it's shot a good point. and prevent and other people from getting your stuff. It's a good point. And we're, we're having a debate this morning about that very thing, really. A debate about whether mask wearing should be returned to be mandatory here in the UK. Res- uh, restrictions have been lifted. And I understand it's, you it's, even suggest people who come to your concerts wear them for their own protection. We are doing the KISS cruise shortly, and you will not be able to get on the cruise unless you're vaccinated. Look, before you go to school, you have to have your children get the flu vaccine and the polio vaccine. And there's no discussion. And, you know, what about my rights? Well, you don't have as many rights as you think. When you get up to a red light, you must stop. There's no choice. It's because it's not about you. It's about the other innocent people going by. So get over yourself. Even you, you get in your car, you must put on a seatbelt. Well, you're taking away my rights, and the government's telling me what to do. That's right. The government is telling you what to do. Shut up. Be respectful of other people and get a vaccine. Put on your seatbelt. Stop at the red light. Stop being selfish. Probably my favorite part of Gene Simmons' whole rant is the whole, it affects us. You know, it, it doesn't affect you. It affects us. Really? Listen to uh, Dr. Wasserman talk about how it's like drunk driving. Do not mandate the vaccine. People who don't get vaccinated and then go out without masks are no different than drunk drivers. And we have laws against that. So taking the vaccine will somehow immunize you and and protect everyone else. Never mind the vaccine shedding that causes the the COVID uh, virus to shed which is basically a phenomenon that, you know, these vaccines cause these uh, coronavirus uh, variants to to be more impactful and could get people that are, you know, uh, in the vicinity. You know, they talk about, well, I know I got COVID from so-and-so, yet they have no clue. But guess what? You can get a heavier variant from somebody who took the vaccine and, and now has a more powerful version of coronavirus. But um, – so let's just take them at their at what they say. Oh, so it's like drunk driving. You know, it's how it affects others. You might run into me. Well, what happens if your vaccine injury affects me, affects you, right? 
Look at this. The FAA has very quietly, tacitly admitted that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. We should be concerned. After the vaccine rollout, the FAA secretly widened the EKG perimeter range for pilots so they wouldn't be grounded. It looks like the vax gave at least 50 or 50 million Americans heart damage. So I have to sit here and worry about flying in a plane that you might, as a pilot, keel over and die. Maybe your co-pilot, too, because everybody was mandated to take this thing. Uh, you guys die suddenly of heart attacks, and now I'm stuck in a plane that's flying on its own and might crash into a mountain. Uh, yeah, hello, is there, an, is there a pilot on the plane? I, we got to play that little game from the 80s and the 70s um, because of your vaccine that you took. So now listen to this. She's considered a nurse gang influencer. Uh, listen to her talk about COVID vaccines and anti-vaxxers and misinformation. It's, it's really nauseating. Responding to a comment from Gabby NY, she posted this under my video where I was explaining why the vaccine affects people differently based on comorbidities. And she says, false. People gotten way more sick after getting vaccinated. Do your research better. I can't save you. I can't. I can't save you. Um, it's anti-vaxxers and people who believe something they seen on Google or heard in, just in passing or seen on a Facebook group that truly, you know, are spreading misinformation. Um, show me the research, the actual scientific research, peer-reviewed research that states that people who have been vaccinated are getting sicker. Um, you guys have posted some ridiculous comments, and it's very sad, you know, to see how COVID and the, has caused people to be psychotic, paranoid, delusional, um, this magical thinking, you know, believing that I've heard it's the mark of the beast. I've heard it's they're putting poison. I've heard they're putting saline. You guys have commented under my post and actually said stuff like, you're scared to get the vaccine because your cousin got the vaccine and passed out and got head trauma twice. Like, you can't make this up. You guys have done no valid research. Clicking on Google and, you know, or just seeing it on a Facebook group. As I said in my post, um, yesterday, that singer who was on Facebook and believing ivermectin worked and didn't believe in the vaccine, and she went and exposed herself to COVID, and she ended up dying. We're seeing rebound effects of Omicron. People are dying from it now. This variant, you have mild symptoms in the beginning, but in three weeks, we're seeing people coming into the hospital with pneumonia and um, respiratory illness. It's a given a rebound effect. We're seeing deaths from Omicron now, it's rising. But I can't save all of you. <clears throat> you know, some of you are just rebellious, I believe, and you just wanna go against the grain just because, or you have truly developed psychosis, you know, behind this pandemic. <clears throat> so Gabby, <clears throat> I can't save you. Hey guys, she can't help you. Even though 
you didn't even really want her help. And who knows if she's even that much of a help? I mean, for all we know, she's an actor. She's like those actors in the commercial that are pretending to be, I'm a doctor, and they've got the stethoscope. Well, they must be a doctor because they've got that stethoscope thingy around their shoulders, right? So if this is so good and the misinformation is so bad out there, why will Mark Zuckerberg tell his employees, hey guys, uh, maybe tread lightly, maybe not maybe not jump on this vaccine so quickly. I, I share some caution on this because um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA to, um, to directly encode in a person's DNA and, and RNA, basically the ability to, um, to, to produce uh, those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks down uh, down the stream. So, a little bit of trepidation there by uh, Zuck Zuckerberg. You might not want to get the vaccine, right? Um, because there's big concerns about it. First, let's listen to Peter McCullough talk about the vaccine and what it's capable of. Pregnancy. Pregnancy, we have classes of safety of drugs in pregnancy. We would never use a brand new drug in pregnancy ever. A pregnant woman won't even have a half a glass of wine because she's worried about her baby. Why would she take an injection of brand new, unproven genetic material in her body? The FDA, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J excluded pregnant women and women of, of childbearing potential. Why? Because they knew what was dangerous in pregnancy. We never inject preg pregnant women with brand new, potentially dangerous substances. Now we know this goes in the body, produces the spike protein. It ravages the blood vessels causes blood clotting. The New England Journal of Medicine published a paper of women who took the vaccine, and the paper was, was in a sense, made a completely incorrect conclusion. It said, well, safe in pregnancy. We said, wait a minute. They didn't follow everybody for nine months. When we just look at who got injected where in the trimester of pregnancy, and this has now been, letters have been poured into New England Journal of Medicine, first trimester of pregnancy, taking the vaccine, 83% fetal loss rate. Oh, it terrible. is atrocious. Oh my it's goodness. absolutely atrocious. So there are stories all over of women at all taking the vaccine and then losing the baby. Why? They would never, if it was a new seizure medicine or new diabetes, we would never do this. Of course, pregnant women should never take the vaccine. Doctors should never, ever recommend the vaccine. And I predict doctors will do a walk of shame. Mm. A walk of shame of medical malfeasance and medical malpractice for recommending this. They need to come out of their trance. You know, okay. um, I have interviewed um, several doctors who have seen women who were pregnant who got the vaccine. Even one doctor that was seven months pregnant in her 30s, that she got one shot and that night she miscarried. A seven-month-old Baby pregnancy. in pregnancy. Uh, I know of another nurse that nursed her baby. She was required to get the shot, and she nursed the baby, and the baby died from blood clots. They did autopsy. So, what about pregnant women? What about um, women who are nursing? Why is this so dangerous? Is, does this go back to the spike protein? It does, and I have to tell you, this is deeply disturbing. Doctors in my circles are wondering what has come over the minds of doctors and hospitals and healthcare systems. I mean, to me, that's shocking. Uh, and we can go further. Listen to Dr. Kimberly Bliss in OBGYN on infertility with females because of the vaccine. Okay, go for it. All right, I'm Kimberly Bliss. I'm an OBGYN that practices in St. Pete, Florida. 
I can definitely say since the vaccine rollout started, we have seen in our practice a decrease in new OB numbers, which would be infertility by about 50%. We've also seen an increase in miscarriage rate by about 50%. And I would say there's probably about a 25% increase in abnormal pap smears, as well as cervical malignancies in our area. But never mind both of them. They're just peddling misinformation, right? Right, Mr. Horse Doctor, the CEO of Pfizer? And we might get into talking about the Pfizer Director of Research and Development who was just busted by Project Veritas on undercover camera about how they, you know, they might have to genetically engineer variants and, and mutations of the virus so that they can issue their vaccines. Um, but listen to Mr. Horse Doctor, the CEO of Pfizer, talking about peddling misinformation. What about... Um the status of the, the booster in the U.S. There's been a CFTC and FDA investigation into safety, potential safety issues surrounding stroke for elderly people who have gotten the booster. What, what do you know about that? No, I think what the CDC said was that uh, they saw a signal in one small database, and as a result, they triggered a very comprehensive review of all databases in existence, and they discovered nothing. So then, just, but just for transparency, we had seen the signal, we tested, we found nothing. The same is with us. Uh, we were alerted that they found that. We'll do it. Our own investigation in all databases in Europe, Israel, and the U.S., and we found in none of them anything. None of them. So none are, are them you continuing anything. to look into safety issues? People wonder if it makes me people more vulnerable to cardiac arrest. You've, arrest, you've, you've seen all the, you know, some conspiracies and some... You know, valid. Yeah, irrelevant from conspiracy or not, we have a team that constantly does this. They are collaborating with major scientific institutions, and they are doing, with them and alone ourselves, digging into databases. And we constantly review and analyze data. We have seen not a single signal, although we have distributed billions of those. Um, how about this? Do you know what they define peddling misinformation as? Um, well, a Twitter account with the handle Libs of TikTok, who does absolutely nothing but share the crazy, insane leftist videos that are posted on TikTok, just to give you a glimpse into the mind of what's going through uh, the warped psyche of these individuals, these whack jobs on the left. Instead of their uh, addressing their lack of self-awareness, they're just going to ban libs of TikTok altogether, you know, and then just let the crazy train roll along. That's the same thing they're doing with the coronavirus vaccine and the adverse events. Just share medical peer-reviewed studies and that lay out the concerns, and next thing you know, maybe throw in some videos of unexplained issues and doctors emoting about their findings um, and who were suddenly smeared as misinformation purveyors, and you'll be banned. You'll be ousted from the Internet. Again, just ban these people and let the jabbing continue until you look like Lane Staley from Alice in Chains on the 8th World Tour heroin binge, all tracked up and just needled like a pincushion from the endless boosting and jabbing. Let's just pump that heart to a point where it blows up like a tetherball, right? Listen to this uh, news report of this Army National Guard uh, guardswoman who took the uh, jab and uh, what it what it's done to her. A young Army National Guardsman is sharing her story after the COVID-19 vaccine changed her life forever. Carolina Stancic knew since she was in the seventh grade that she wanted to join the military. She joined the Army National Guard and went into intel with hopes of going into counterterrorism one day. 
Carolina knew the controversial COVID-19 vaccine would be required for basic training. So she got her first COVID shot in March of 2021 and her second one in April of 2021 as well. The first shot wasn't that big of a deal. She had a sore arm. Then after her second shot, she began to experience severe dizziness and numbness. By September, a doctor diagnosed her with severe asthma. Then in October, she went to the ER for a heart attack at the mere age of 21 years old. She had another heart attack in February of 2022. The basketball, soccer, and cross-country athlete went from being able to run 10 miles at a time to having trouble standing up. She's also experienced fractured ribs from coughing so hard. This whole time, Carolina says she hasn't ever gotten COVID, but she would rather have gotten COVID than have taken the vaccine. So I've heard that from quite a few people uh, that were Navy SEALs. I live in a Navy SEAL town. I've got friends who know friends who are SEALs, and I've heard that they are now coming down with uh, various things, various uh, uh, injuries that are causing them not to be able to not not to be able to perform in the call of duty. It's crazy. And then we get into the died suddenly. And, you know, the one thing I get tired of is you see something online, somebody died and we, it's unexplained. We don't know why you post it. A lot of people go, well, yeah. And to their credit, we don't know if it's the jab or not, but there's a here. We'll get into what I think about that here in just a second, but they go out of their way to say, well, we don't, we're unconfirmed as to what caused the death you post it, you think, well, it could be the jab, could be something else. And then, of course, all the naysayers. It's not like the first time somebody died of a heart attack before, huh? People die all the time. That's life. People die. Um, the problem here is there are tons of very young people dying unexpectedly without cause. And a lot of it's heart-related. And it's all happening right now. And we talked about what's going on in England and we'll get into some of the uh, some of the other studies that show that these jabs cause heart issues like thrombosis, myocarditis, periomyocarditis, uh, different uh, blood clots, um, Bell's palsy. It causes all types of neurological things too. And we're supposed to just explain it away as just you know it's just a natural day in in life. You know, I mean, people die, people get heart attacks. Um, really. I'll just go through a few of these here. Canadian TikTok star, mega thinker, 21, suddenly and unexpectedly died during the early morning hours of November 24th, citing a post from her parents about uh, on her Instagram page. 35-year-old middle school coach and teacher drops dead in front of the class after suffering a heart attack. Uh, it's, I mean, that one's kind of scary because you've got kids watching this. You also have a foreign minister of an African nation in Gabon. Um, he dies of a heart attack in the middle of his freaking meeting. He's meeting with, with other leaders. He just drops dead. Former Lions and Chargers uh, linebacker Jesse Lemonier dies at age 25. We also have two-year-old uh, dies suddenly one day after receiving both COVID vaccines and annual flu vaccine. And that's where it's going to get really dicey. Because we're going to get into the fact that they're coupling the flu vaccine with the COVID mRNA shots. 
and they're going to turn it into an annual thing. They're already talking about it. Heck, in, in England, they're talking about the eighth booster. In the middle of them talking about shutting down all of these things and reevaluating stuff because the concerning death, 3,000 a week dying, uh, is way above average, and it's unexplainable. What happened since, since middle of early 2021? What happened? I don't know. The entire globe was mandated to take an experimental RMA shot or mRNA shot, and we're supposed to act like that is not any sort of correlation to the rise in all-cause mortality all over the world. Here's one that really blew my mind, because when Herman Cain died, it was, oh, he was anti-vax, and look, he died because of COVID, because he didn't take the vax, right? They dunked on this guy. How about Dr. Harriet Hall, staunch critic of anti-vaxxers and alternative medicine, dies in her sleep. Dr. Harriet the skeptic Hall, an author of science medicine blogs, shaming the anti-vaxxers and critics of alternative medicine, died suddenly in her sleep. She's a retired Air Force physician and flight surgeon and wrote about the uh, pseudoscience and questionable medical practices. This is Kirk Hall, Harriet's husband. I know Harriet's work is followed and admired by many of you. It is with great sadness that I must tell you that my beloved wife passed away quietly, unexpectedly in her sleep last night. And they don't know why. Unexplained. We have no clue. And that's not me dunking on this person because I can't tell you whether or not it was because of it. I'm just going to say probably so. I mean, I would think if she's a big advocate of the jab and she's out there talking about how uh, you're you're an idiot for not taking it, and then all of a sudden you die suddenly. Uh, you don't have any pre-existing conditions. Well, I mean, how are we supposed to just say, oh, well, this must be just some weird random thing that happened? How about Silk talking about Diamond? Diamond and Silk, big Trump supporters. Well, Diamond just suddenly passed away, and listen to her talking about what happened. As soon as Diamond hung up the phone, she said to me, I can't breathe. It was suddenly out of nowhere and no warning. I got her to the kitchen table, opened up the back door so that she can get some air. And each breath was less and less and less until her eyes became a stare. My husband and I followed the 911 instructions uh, 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 from the lady. We laid her, like they told us to lay her flat. They said, do CPR, and it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. My husband and I alternated and kept going and going and going until the emergency truck came and came into the, the yard and the EMS came into the house. They did everything that they could. But what I want to say to everybody is don't you dare call me a conspiracy theorist. Because I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened. And it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. It's time to investigate what's really going on here. 
and get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly. Now, they followed it up with an interesting news story. They said Lynette Hardaway, also known as Diamond, passed away earlier this month of heart disease connected to chronic high blood pressure, the Associated Press reported. The Hope County Register of Deeds supplied the outlet with a death certificate. The AP reported that an autopsy was not carried out. Hardaway, widely known as Diamond from the conservative duo Diamonds and Silk, died earlier this, uh, this month at age of 51. Um, supposedly it's an ongoing condition or so they say, but they're going to say, well, you know, it's high blood pressure, uh, heart disease. That's what caused her death. Well, guess what also causes heart problems and death? Um, that would be the jabs. So let's get into the receipts. So first we have this one, circulating spike protein detected in post-COVID-19 mRNA vaccine myocarditis. Cases of adolescents and young adults developing myocarditis, which is heart failure and heart injury, after vaccination with severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2, which is what we're dealing with now, targeted mRNA vaccines have been reported globally. But the underlying immunoprofiles of these individuals have not been described in detail. From January 2021 through February 2022, we have proactively collected blood from 16 patients who are hospitalized at Massachusetts General for Children and Boston Children's Hospital for myocarditis presenting with chest pain and elevated cardiac uh, troponin T after SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. Immunoprofiling of vaccinated adolescents and young adults revealed that mRNA vaccine-induced immune responses did not differ between individuals who developed myocarditis and individuals who did not. However, free spike antigen was detected in the blood of adolescents and young adults who developed post-mRNA vaccine myocarditis, advancing insight into its potential underlying cause. Then we also have the prevalence of periomyocarditis after COVID-19 vaccine. June 14, 2022, analysis of thromboembolic and thrombocryptopenic events after AZD-1222, which is the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine, and mRNA-1273 COVID vaccines in three Nordic countries. The findings of this suggest that the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine, known as AZD-1222, vaccination was associated with cerebral venous thrombosis. In this self-controlled series, there was an increase in the rate of hospital contacts because of coagulation disorders and cerebrovascular disease, especially for thrombocrepenia and cerebral venous thrombosis, following vaccination of AstraZeneca. So there goes some of your blood clots, too. Autopsy based on histopathological characterization of myocarditis after SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. Cases of myocarditis diagnosed clinically by laboratory test and imaging have been described in the context of the mRNA-based anti-SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. We describe the autopsy findings and common characteristics of myocarditis in untreated persons who received the anti-SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. Standardized autopsies were performed on 25 persons who had died unexpectedly within 20 days 
after the anti-SARS COVID-2 vaccination in four patients who received the mRNA vaccination, we identified acute uh, myocarditis without detection of another significant disease or health issue, which it would have caused an unexpected death. Histologically show, uh, showed intestinal myocarditis, infl- uh, inflammation, predominantly of the CD4 positive subset associated with the mild uh, myokite damage. Overall, autopsy findings include, uh, indicated death due to acute arrhythmia, uh, arrhythmogenic cardiac failure. Thus, myocarditis can be potentially lethal, uh, a complication following the mRNA-based anti-SARS-CoV-2 vaccination. But... We're supposed to act like it's no big deal. Act like, oh, well, you know, just take the jab, okay? Do it for your country, you anti-vaxxer. That's my thing. I want you to take a piece of paper and write a line down the middle. I want you to put what the left is saying. You're anti-vax. You're anti-science. You peddle misinformation. It's all conspiracy theory. It's safe and effective, only you won't be able to contract the, vax, the, the virus, although now you can contract the virus, but take it because it'll be easy for you to handle the virus. And then, you know, the died suddenly stuff is not real big. And then go over to the other side and write down the peer-reviewed studies talking about myocarditis and uh, thrombosis and talking about the blood clots and, you know, the, the coagulation issues. And then tell me who's peddling the misinformation here. And then you get into the money side. You get into India. They wouldn't allow Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. All other foreign vaccine makers had conducted similar studies in, in India, but Pfizer refused to do a local trial. In addition, Pfizer wanted legal immunity and protection against injury, which India refused. And the USA providers Uh, provides legal immunity to vaccine manufacturers. India does not have such law. And they said, we did not change our laws for Pfizer. (laughs) But if you're to point this out, you're peddling misinformation and the feds are adopting artificial intelligence used to silence ISIS to combat American dissent on vaccine and even elections. Hey, that's swell. (laughs) They're going to use the same AI. This is from Just the News. The government's campaign to fight misinformation has expanded to adapt military-grade artificial intelligence once used to silence the Islamic State to quickly identify and censor American dissent on issues like vaccine safety and election integrity, according to a grant of documents uh, and cyber experts. So now you are a terrorist. You are an information terrorist because you decided to worry about your brothers and sisters, your friends and relatives, and the information that you have learned about these things, you decided, hey, I better go tell somebody. Maybe I get on social media and let everybody know. You're a terrorist and you should be banned. So free speech should be quelled because it doesn't fit the narrative, uh, but that's not totalitarian or authoritarian or anything like that. This thing is blowing up in their face. And we're going to get into even more craziness on the other side of the break. Stick with me. This is Adrian Slade. So if you wanted to know the actual links that I pulled from these clinical reports, I'm going to post them on Twitter. But uh, I got one from Springer Link uh, in the clinical research and cardiology 
I also have one from JAMA Network uh, in the public health uh, original investigation section and also from Circulation uh, Journal. Uh, And these all are clinical studies that have been posted about the mRNA vaccine, myocarditis, uh, thrombosis, and what have you. Um, but you're supposed to think that the died suddenly thing is not an, it's not a thing, you know, uh, never mind. We have something like we got from KHON channel two, uh, reporting about a new study. This is from Honolulu. A new study has been published that links the increase in heart attacks amongst adults between the ages of 25 and 44 to COVID-19. Now see, this is where they try to skew the trend. So this study was conducted by Schmidt Heart Institute at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center and published in the Journal of Medical Virology. Researchers have discovered that overall heart attacks increased in all age groups since the onset of the pandemic by 14%. By the second year of the pandemic, 2022, heart attacks for the age group of 45 to 64 age range increased by 19.6%, and for the 65 and older group, it increased by 13.7. However, in the youngest age group, 23 to 44, that had the highest increase of nearly 30%. There are several several potential explanations for the rapid rise in cardiac deaths in patients with COVID-19, yet still many unanswered questions. Um, they've been trying to thread this needle that just the just the virus itself gave you myocarditis. And now you're suddenly seeing all of these upticks because of the, you know, because of the virus. And it wasn't the vaccines, even though that 2020 to 2021 time period, we didn't see any rise in heart attack deaths. It's only been around the time that the vaccines were brought into play. Um, the dramatic rise in heart attacks during the pandemic has reversed what was a popular decades-long steady improvement in cardiac deaths. Um, We are still learning the many ways by which COVID-19 affects the body, regardless of age, gender, ethnicity, or race. So if you're going to assume that it's the COVID COVID virus, then is this a bioweapon? You see, they have to pick a canard, and then they have to pick the truth. They're going to go with the canard because they're going to go with the commotio corditis or commotio cordis that DeMar Hamlin suddenly suffered on the field. And then he's been out for the rest of the time Um, or which is a very rare thing. And we talked about how it's basically with kids, uh, you know, getting struck in the chest, mostly like baseballs and what have you. Um, You're either going to have to pick that and say that. The heart attacks are from COVID-19, but then you're going to have to address the fact that was it a bioweapon from China that was leaked? Because what grade of bioweapon can you make that would be a flu-like virus that will destroy your heart? (laughs) I'd say that's a win-win for China. I mean, this is almost like a modern opium wars. Or would it be the the vaccine? Which, obviously, we laid out the case in multiple studies that it does cause myocarditis Myocarditis is something that is an issue with the heart, and the heart doesn't just repair its muscles. That's not how that organ works. So we have to look at the fact that you're either going to have to own up to the fact that it's the vaccines, or if you're going to want to push it off on COVID-19 itself, then you're going to have to come to the realization that this was gain of function from a lab. Now, here's 
Project Veritas with a video about <laughs> what they plan to do. Now, this individual is a director of research and development. He's out on a date. He's trying to woo his date, trying to be all slick and smart and, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm so cool. Let me tell you what I do for a living. Um, and he just spills the beans about what they want to do. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone those stories. You gotta publish your own story. We're exploring, like, no. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. It'd be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something crazy. It's the way that the virus started and moving on. To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. And, like, yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There not be any more outbreaks to take Jesus Christ. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all. For all government officials, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated, they want to go work for the company, then I got to be as hard for the company. You know, as well. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that a risk global public health it's profoundly corrupt so pfizer is now denying all of this they're trying to say ah he didn't really work for us he wasn't really you know in that position um we, we really didn't try to do all that but think of what they're talking about manipulating variants so they can add, uh, manipulate a vaccine i do like what dr robert malone said who is the inventor of the mrna technology he said if they're coming to that point, if they're coming to that conclusion, then they've already admitted failure because they can't get in front of the virus. So they have to manipulate it and try to head it off at the pass with some sort of uh, directed evolution. <laughs> but here's the thing we have to put in perspective, especially coming up on this next voting year, this next election. Who greenlit all of this? And who is still running around pretending that it's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Or, or the greatest thing before sliced bread, which was ice water. It is Donald Trump out there talking about how he's still saying that Operation Warp Speed was this great thing. And yeah, in the initial outset, yeah, we were like, hey, get rid of regulations. Let's speed up some of these processes. Um, but we now know that something else might have been on deck and he got, he got suckered by it. But listen to Trump talking about this. He's still going on about this, the greatest thing. This is going to be the thing that comes up that could bite him in the ass. And it's like I was talking to somebody about earlier today. It's either 
the left and the medical community and the establishment is going to have to come out, switch gears and tell everybody that they fooled into taking this garbage that, oh, it's really bad. And guess who gave it to us? Donald Trump. He's run for president. Don't vote for him. Or which that's going to piss off a ton of people, or they're going to have to find a way to keep hiding it and somehow vilify Trump at the same time because they can't admit to the fact that they just dosed everybody up with this crazy gene therapy. But here's Trump going on and on and on and on about how great Operation Warp Speed was, saved the world, saved all these lives. Just listen and babble. President Trump, I want to ask you about the vaccines. Uh, you know the base. You know MAGA well. They're not happy with it. The CDC is now saying they're concerned about a link to strokes in the vaccine. We've also seen significant spikes in COVID-19 deaths after countries introduced the COVID vaccines. We have these sudden death spikes as well. Look, I know you take credit for getting the vaccines to the American people in record time. I got that. Uh, will you acknowledge now, though, that the COVID-19 vaccines were not as safe or effective as we were told by the medical community at the time? Well, what I did is, first of all, there were no mandates with me, and right. I had absolutely no mandates, and the governors were allowed to do what they want. And most uh, most Republican governors did the right thing, and most Democrat governors didn't, you know, with the lockdowns and all the other things they did, including uh, their views of the vaccine. But I, did, I was able to get something approved that, you know, has proven to save a lot of lives. Some people say I saved 100 million lives worldwide. But I was able to get that done in nine months versus uh, versus five years to 12 years. If it ever got done, I got the FDA to do things that they, it was it was pretty amazing what we were able to do. But as far as using it, as far as the utilization, I never demanded anybody use it. I never had a mandate. And I think that's very important to what? know. And I never had anybody, for instance, when I said, uh, you know, I never said close up. I never said we're going to close right. our country up. A lot of Republicans. Now, Florida did close for a period of time, as you know, but a lot of a lot of states, a lot of states run by Republican governors, didn't close at all, and that was okay but, with me. I let them make that decision. What, what about the safety aspect? That's what people are concerned about now. Do you have some concerns about the safety of these vaccines? Well, I always do, but you have to understand there are the pros and cons. Uh, if you can read some reports saying it was the greatest thing that's ever happened, and we saved tens of millions of lives. Then you'll read other reports, you'll say there were some uh, problems with the vaccines sure. in terms of certain things, but but relatively small numbers. But you know, you have many reports that say the vaccine saved tens of millions of lives, that without the vaccines, you wouldn't have, you know, you would have had a, a thing like we had in 1917, where perhaps 100 million people died. And in my mind, I kind of feel like, and I think I did this podcast a, a, a months ago, uh, it was almost about a year ago. The fact that I think Donald Trump was rolled. I think he was suckered. I think they had everything on deck before it was even declared a pandemic. In fact, I've got numerous articles saying this mRNA uh, vaccine was in the pipeline in January 2020. We didn't even declare it a pandemic in America until, 20, uh, until March 2020. And then we were told vaccines would not even be available until much later, and it took about a year. So uh, I think whatever the case may be, they knew, you know, the military did their exercises back in, uh, what, September of 2019? And they were all being, uh, they were all being tested for temperatures and things when they got off the airplanes, got into the stadium. 
We had the Event 201 with John Hopkins and Bill Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum doing a pandemic drill in November of 2019 on a coronavirus. Imagine that. That's around the time that we saw people being Lysol down in the streets and being welded in homes in China and being you know, arrested at checkpoints because they might be infected. And then all of a sudden we had Nancy Pelosi and uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio in their respective localities, you know, in San Francisco and in New York City uh, around January with the Chinese new Lunar New Year. Hey, hug a Chinaman in Chinatown. Did they think that somebody might be infected and we can kickstart the spread of this? And that's when we get into February and we get into the lockdowns, Harvard closing, NBA closing, all these businesses and you know corporate entities closing, schools letting people go home, mayors got nervous, they shut down the country. Then we were able to scare the living bejesus out of everybody into, get, into just waiting for a savior like a vaccine. And we turn around. Trump does Operation Warp Speed, throws away all the regulatory guardrails, and they come speeding through with their savior vaccine while they vilified ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, monoclonal antibodies, and told you you can't take any of that. That's horse dewormer coming from the Pfizer CEO, who is a horse doctor. And that was when they could set up drop boxes and we can have these magical publishers clearing house sweepstakes voting uh, situations where we suddenly got all these ballots for one president and none for another. Um, and now we are sitting where we are. Um, so listen to the horse doctor, the Pfizer CEO, admitting on Good Morning America that, yeah, we had these mRNA vaccines ready in 2020 of January. Huh. Imagine that. The last time we were here in Davos in the winter, uh, it was uh, January 2020. Yeah. And I saw you at that point, and we were at a breakfast um, right over here at the Belvedere. I remember. And you came up to me in this small room, and you were talking about how you had actually, the, you were working on a vaccine mm. for, for COVID. And at that point, COVID-19 didn't even really exist yeah. in our minds. We were just hearing that. about the yeah. I think there was no name at that time. Like coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, to me, it sounds like he got rolled. It's And I know... People love Trump. I liked him. I voted for him the second time. I was skeptical in the very beginning because I thought it was a vanity play. He just wanted a bucket list checklist. I'm going to be president someday after I become rich and become a media mogul, uh, a, a reality TV mogul, real estate mogul. Why not be a presidential mogul? But then he did some great stuff while he was in office and he earned my vote for the second time. But he does have a decentralized approach at governing. That's why we had four or five different secretary of states. That's why you had attorney general. Uh, you know, you had uh, Jeff Sessions and then you had Whitaker and then you had Bill Barr and you had, you know, all these people that sold him out all the time, throwing him under the bus, whatever, every chance they got. It was because he put people in place and said, do your job. Just go watch any of the uh, apprentice shows. He shows up and he says, okay, you were, just, you were the project manager. You were supposed to do this. Did it get done? Nope. Go to the boardroom. There, you can't do the boardroom with government <laughs> because they're lifers. The bureaucracy is life. And so when you bring them in there, they're just going to be like, ah, well, we just screwed you. You'll be out of here soon, and I will still be here. And so that's why I think the establishment knew what was coming, took advantage of it. Trump got rolled and gave up his presidency in the final year. And now we're dealing with the after effects. But we have to realize 
these vaccines are causing serious issues and it's now coming to a head and we better recognize it. So to wrap this up in the best way possible to end the podcast, we have to look at the fact that there's one underlining principle that will always ring true regardless of the issue, even something outside of just the COVID-19 gain of function uh, virus pestilence that we unloaded on the earth and the response with the COVID vaccines that are causing people to drop suddenly and die and blood clots and whatever else. We have to look at the fact that regardless of the situation, God's glory will be magnified. God's glory will be recognized and be shown in every situation. So when we're out there acting as though we be like God and putting ourselves on pedestals of science and, and pushing this great, wondrous vaccine with this great, wondrous technology after we actually, if you really want to boil it down, manipulated nature and messed up a virus and oops, let it get out of a lab. And now we're out here trying to correct a problem with this mRNA technology that's killing people left and right. So yeah, we're nowhere near like God, but we think we are. Man thinks he is. And in the midst of all this, we have a situation like what happened with the Bills uh, football player, Damar Hamlin, who collapsed on the Monday night football game. We even have the note from the doctor who said that he had actually administered a booster shot on December 26th, just a few weeks before all of that happened. And what ends up happening with that? He ends up collapsing on the field after a tackle, a routine tackle, and he's coded out and he's left on the field to die. And luckily, uh, through persistence and a lot of prayer, he was revived on the field, or so we think. And the interesting thing was God's glory was magnified because the entire stadium was in prayer. The entire football teams on both sides knelt on the field before live cameras and prayed. Staff, coaches, sportscasters in the middle of their broadcast stopped and administered prayer out loud, vocal prayer, to which a lot of people watching probably most likely joined in. And so you get a story like what the Blaze had. And what they talked about was uh, the, Buff- the Buffalo Bills quarterback describes his spiritual awakening. So no matter what the circumstance, God's will to use all things for his glory will happen. And now uh, this quarterback, he said, I'll be the first to admit, like I haven't been the most devout Christ follower in my life. Um, he said, I've had many different beliefs and thoughts and ideas and stuff like that, but something got a hold of me there. And it was extremely powerful that, you know, I couldn't deny it. In discussing Heinz touchdown, Allen later told reporters, I was just going to my teammates saying, God is real. You can't draw that one up, write that one up to any, uh, anything better than that. However, he also indicated that Hamlin's collapse and subsequent recovery may have stirred many hearts to return to church and make Christian faith a higher priority. Quote, I think this, conver- this conversation that we're having right now, we've had all these conversations in our locker room. He said, it's been really cool to see how guys have been moved and touched by this whole instance and situation and to see the country come together in support for DeMar and maybe even having these talks. So in the midst of darkness that we're witnessing, 
an antichristical portion of our country who believes that only science is the way and only these vaccines. I'm not talking about vaccines in general being just bad. The fact that you could only take this one way to get out of the COVID-19 hell. And it was one way to redemption and salvation through the COVID vaccines that they were going to eventually mandate everybody to get and show passports for. And an antichristical portion of the population of America in conjunction with an atheist government who believes that their God, like China, were all conspiring and issuing this hell upon the world and God's glory stepped through and was shown. To me, that's amazing. I'm Adrian Slate. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in. You can also uh, go online and support us financially. Anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. And, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter uh, at Adrian Slade Show. You can find me on Getter, Truth Social, uh, Gab, Parlor, CloudHub, MeWe. We're all over the place. We'll see you guys next time.